kicking it off as the Prime Minister of the country, Chris Chippy Hipkins, the boy from the hut. How's that persona washing with the punters here at Field Days, Mr Hipkins? Oh, it's been pretty good so far. I'm obviously a very frosty morning this morning. I think I've had uh, a few jokes about ribbon cuttings because I've had to do a few of those and uh, Chippy chopping the ribbons, um, but uh, no, it's been pretty good. A great one-liner from Tereda this morning in the opening ceremony. Hiwaka Ekanoa, Hiwaka Ekanoa. Is it dead? Has it gone on the Chippy policy bonfire? No, absolutely not. We know that we need, this is a challenge that that we're going to have to grapple with and we can't just keep kicking the can down the road we actually have to deal with the fact that you know increasingly around the world um, consumers are looking for to buy products that have been sustainably produced um, if you look at Tesco's for example in the UK they've basically said that they're only going to be buying net zero um, from net zero carbon suppliers by 2050 the market is demanding this. So we've we've actually got to have answers to that. We can't just keep deferring and deferring and deferring that. Hawaka Ekanoa is the way forward because it's the way the government can work with the industry to make sure that we're developing something that's actually but, going but to But let's work. be honest about this. You're not going to get agreement with the farmer bodies before the October election. They're just going to wait it out and hope for a change of government. Well, you know, at the end of the day... Whoever the government is has to answer these solutions. I don't think it's, I don't think it's right to just say we're not going to, we're not going to deal with that for another, potentially another decade. I just think that that's not leadership, and it's actually not going to be good for our primary industries. Ultimately, we'll start losing market share internationally if our, if we lose our clean, green, sustainable reputation. Who out there in the world is cleaner and greener than us at the moment? Well, but that's the thing. But, but we can't assume that it's going to stay that way if we no, don't. Not, if we don't just stay right at the, the moment, cutting who's cleaner and greener? Yeah, but, if, but we can't afford to just sit back and say, this is a problem for the future. It's a problem that's right here and now. But it's not just about that too. It's also about the fact that you know our, our farming community have seen the, the, the real, real-time effects of climate change. Um, I've been and visited our agricultural growers, our, our agricultural growers, our, our, our sector, um, right the way across the East Coast. And they've seen the damage that's been caused by extreme weather events, and they know that we have to do something about that. This morning at the KPMG breakfast, you categorically ruled out a fertiliser tax. Why did Damien throw it out there in the first place? Um, pricing of or potential nitrogen, you know, pricing nitrogen has been part of the Hiwaki Ekanoa discussions from the beginning. I think what uh, what Damien has been exploring with people is if if it takes longer to get a price on um, on emissions in place through Hawaka Ekanoa, is there something that should be done in the interim or that could be done in the interim, and would that look like a, a nitrogen tax? The discussion's been had. The feedback from the sector is very clear. We don't think that that's an interim solution, so that's not something we're going to pursue further. Are you guys holding a gun to farmers' heads, saying if you don't agree to Hiwaka Ekanoa, making the assumption you you get re-elected, that if you don't agree to that, you're into the ETS in 2025? Well, that is the backstop at the moment. I'm confident that through Hiwaka Ekanoa we can, uh, we can come up with something that's actually going to deliver something that's more fit for purpose. The Nats came out with their pri uh, emissions pricing plan earlier this week. Have they kicked the can down the road, or is 2030 a sensible time frame for I implementation? I think they've absolutely kicked the can down the road, and I just don't think we can afford to do that. Simple as that. Well, let's move on to another one of the Nats policies, and that's uh, 
conversion of farmland to forestry. It's a big issue out there, and uh, you've seen it in your travels around the country. You guys made a policy announcement on that this morning as well. Yeah, look, we acknowledge the anxiety around you know really productive farming land being converted into forestry. Um, and, and of course we want to give local communities more ability to have a say on that. So that's the change that we've made. So it'll become a consentable activity, which means that to convert you know, um, good productive farmland into forestry, you'd need to have a consent for that. We don't want to put a blanket ban in, on, in place, which is what the National Party are proposing to do, because that will mean that farmers who are looking at, say, highly erodible parts of their land where they're wanting to turn them back into forestry, because actually that's sensible for them to, to do, under National's plan, they would be stopped from doing that. Uh, I don't want to put an arbitrary stop on them being able to do that. Uh, so I think our, our plan is a sensible one. It means that, yep, you can do it if you get a consent for it. That, gives, that puts the power back into local communities to, to determine their own future on this. Your predecessor, Jacinda Ardern, got a bit of a boorish response or reception here by some people in the summer field days in 2023. Oh, 2022, should I say. Completely wrong. Completely uh, uh, bad taste. What sort of reception have you had today wandering around? Are you getting farmers chewing your ear or are they saying good on you chippy? I'm getting a mix of both of those things. I mean one of the things that I've found in all of my interactions with primary sector leaders and I think it's about five months now yeah. that I've been doing the job. I've lost count already Jamie but one of the you know things that I've had from the, the farmers, from our growers is just how passionate they are about what they're doing. Now of course they've got things that they're passionate about in terms of government policy, in terms of regulation and they don't hesitate to tell me that but actually I've found them really really engaging. I've found that they want to talk about what they're doing, they want to talk about why they think it's important and of course they give us feedback on what they want us to do as well. Hey Chris Hipkins, good to meet you in the flesh, thanks for your time, I realise you've got a busy day, you're going to have lunch uh, with some dignitaries and I know you've got to get going, your people are chewing my ears so thank you very much for your time, I really appreciate it.